Do you have a badass company that you're really wanting us to promote because we're a badass podcast? Well, guess what? We can make some shit shake. So we've got 30 second slots up to a minute um, and we would love to help you out um, and get your word out there. So just hit us up. Killersallaroundus at gmail.com and we'll work that shit out. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey guys, we're back. What's going on, motherfuckers? So, we're not going to have any, you know, light banter in the beginning because we just want to get back to the case because it's it's a few parts and we don't really want to waste too much of your time. Yeah, so we're like jumping right into part two. Yeah, part two to two to two to two to two to two to two. Let's do it. But like I said, Steven says I'm about to take the mom's car and go get gas. And in the bottles <laughs> <laughs> okay Joshua stop. said he had no intentions here at, at this point he says he has no intentions and going to kill anybody so during this time has anyone ever you ever have an intention i'm, I'm like whoa i don't have any intentions never thought of that i killed them yesterday the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? okay go ahead sorry the fuck? During this time, you know, Stevens was going to get gas. He calls Joshua two different times. Once because he's dumb and doesn't know where the fuck to go to a gas station at. And the second time is because, again, he's dumb and doesn't know how to get back to the fucking house. That'd be me. I swear to God. I'd be like, it's okay. I'm just going to call him. It might be on my record, but I'm going to still call because I don't know where I'm at. (laughs) Like, dumb. Like, you're just dumb. I'm going to call you twice. I don't know how to get there or back. Why did you leave, you dumb ass? You dumb bitch. Like, get it together. <laughs> Dad, so, I feel personally attacked. Like, I don't know. Steven returns finally, I guess, after making two calls and two unnecessary trips, really, I guess. And when he returns with the gas, he tries calling the Bank of America because that was his their bank, uh-huh. not his, their bank, the family. <laughs> right. Obviously, they're stealing Stealers. Stealers. They're stealers. So, anyway, the Bank of America, obviously, no one was answering because it wasn't nine. So, he was trying to find and get a hold of somebody before the bank opened, which was dumb. And it was going to an automated system. But... Damn, that happened to me earlier, and I was so pissed. They were like... it was too early. Yeah, it was too early. They were like, we're sorry, we can't take your car right now. And then it just hung up. It didn't, I was like, it didn't say, we're not open. Be smart. Call out when we open. <laughs> no, I'm Pretty dummy. We're not open. Yet. We ain't open. You seen on the time right there. It said nine. I want to leave. Call? Everybody I, I want to leave world. a voicemail. No voicemail. Bye. World. <laughs> not an option. Got up until nine o'clock. Everybody. Like, come on. The whole so, world. at this time, you know... I don't know. He's, he's, I guess, dumb and going into the automated system and moving forward. He's like, fuck it. We're just going to, you know, have Jennifer, our plan again. We're Mm -hmm. just going to go with our plan and we don't have to care what they want. We're just going to make Jennifer go get it. Right. Right. So at this time, you know, Jennifer was still downstairs from 
when they brought her downstairs to make the call for her husband. Mm -hmm. They untied her and they drove to the bay. So. I Okay, so problem number one. What cameras? Why? Like, why do you think that you're not going to be on camera? Like, Steven. to... Like, Steven, I, are you dumb? So like, you I just... Literally... It's going to record you. It's, it's they're, they're not they're not going to the ATM. You can't withdraw $15,000 from the mm-hmm. ATM. They're going not she's going to have to go yeah, in. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. She's mm-hmm. going to have to go in. Mm-hmm. When you go in, you're going to have to have your ID, your, your account life. number, yeah. your okay. third child. Yeah. They don't not have your third child. They don't have a third child. After this, you know, they head to the Bank of America, like I said. Stephen drove and Joshua stayed at the home. This time, stay at home, Joshua. Joshua's telling the police that you know he went, he went to check on the dad. The dad was still sitting downstairs in the basement. Then he goes checks on the oldest sister. She had to use the restroom, so I untied her, let her go, use the restroom, offered her water. She refused it, as she fucking probably should have, because he's a creeper. Right. The fuck out of here, sir. Good job. I don't want you to even take me to the bathroom, but I got to pee. So right. I've been here since fucking 3 a.m. awake with a gun to my head and didn't know it was a BB gun or I would have fought you. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and I haven't peed. Like, I have to But piss. I mean, and also, too, like, you're scared. That's a scary situation. You know, he said he went and talked to her for a while to pass the time while they went to the bank because I guess it was hours for them to go to the bank. So yeah, because it was her. like, what, three-something you said? And no, then... I th- they they didn't go until like it was time for the bank to open. I know that's uh, what I'm saying, but they had him hostage for a while. Since 3 a.m. Yeah, that's crazy. So after this, he goes and he checks on the youngest daughter. Mm. So he said it, that's when he was just talking to her. He let the time pass. I was like, can I sleep? Like, just let me know guys, what happens. This is where it gets really bad. That's when he takes scissors and cuts off her shirt and her skirt and starts performing oral sex on her against her will. Aw, poor baby. Was that the 11-year-old or the 17? The 11-year-old. Oh, dang. Well, that's Michaela, yes. During that part, um, it's a really disgusting. She, you know, covered her face with, with the pillowcase because obviously that's disgusting and she didn't want to be any part of that. She probably dissociated everything from there. He stated he did not have intercourse with the child because she's still a child, guys, and only wanted to perform oral sex on her. While doing this, though, he said he was beating his meat and he ejaculated on her stomach. So he, like, fully describes this. And then, you know, after this, she's like, oh, my God, I want to take a shower. Ugh. Right. But he basically, sorry, at this point, I, I did read somewhere, sorry, that he actually did rape her. I don't know if that part's true, but he didn't say he raped her. He said that he just that did oral a, sex, yeah. but that's, that's obviously fucking rape. But I don't know, you know, how in-depth that went, really. But, you know, that's probably why he made her, you know, she made him shower. She, you know, she, I'm sorry, she, he didn't make her shower. She wanted to shower because, like, get the fuck off of me. Right, ew. But, you know, he, I said he probably actually made her, though. But he did, quote, allow her to shower, he said. And he said that he stepped out of the room 
to allow her to get dressed. So, like, you completely violate this 11-year-old baby. And then allow her privacy. After that, you're like, oh, I want to give her fucking... The decency. decency. Yes. Of giving her... Dressed. Getting dressed in private. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? I'm so sad. I hate that children have to go through that. I didn't even get to this part because it's it's terrible too. But he did more. He did take pictures and recordings of the assault while he was do while he was fucking violating her. Like that's just disgusting. But he took photos and videos of all that shit. Then you know he went back after all this and then checks on Haley. Mm-hmm, the seventeen year old. The seventeen year old. Joshua says he did not do anything to 17-year-old Haley. So he was basically a Chester the molester. He was interested only in the 11-year-old. Um, oh, my God. What a motherfucking pervert. So, and if you go back to the beginning, you remember he had his own daughter. And uh, he was, uh, would not leave and wanted to wait and had to put her to bed before he would even go out with Stephen. I'm so, so disgusted. I'm sorry. I'm just a lost. There's for problems. Words. There's problems everywhere, guys. I'm just at a loss for words. Like, buh. <gasps> sick. So after checking on Haley, he goes back again to check on Doctor Pettit. But then he actually remembered Michaela was in her room and she was untied. You know, because he left her getting dressed. Mm-hmm. So he waited until she was done. And went and tied her hands together and her feet together and to the bed. So she was tied up to herself, hands and feet, on her stomach. Eleven. And to the bed. Like hog-tied, guys. Eleven. And all this, you know, while Stephen is calling back, saying, hey, you know, we're almost here. And, you know, don't do anything until we get back. Trying to basically intimidate Jennifer while driving to the bank oh my so God. that, you know, she thinks that he's going to do something crazy to the family. I can't Even though imagine. he was doing something. But he didn't know. Like, he didn't know, I guess. Like, I, you had to go to the bank and leave your kids there. Like, I would not have. I would have literally fought them. I would not have left LaPree. No. I would not have left LaPree. I would not have went to the bank. I don't care. I couldn't have went to the bank. I literally, I would have died. I'm not leaving her. Honestly, I'm not leaving her here with y'all. That's not gonna happen. No. See, either she goes to the bank with me, or I'm staying here with her. Cause it it it's all downhill. You're not. I'm not leaving my baby nowhere. So it's all downhill from here. Hill from here, guys. So no, that sounds so awful. You know, after the you know calls back and forth, you know he's telling him that things are going according to plan, blah blah blah. So she's you know intimidated at the bank. During the bank, she's like, during the bank interaction, Jennifer told the bank teller that men were holding her family hostage in her home. Oh damn! And were threatening to kill them if she didn't comply. 
Bank surveillance captured the transaction and the bank manager called 911 and reported the situation to police while Jennifer was with the teller. Good job. like With the teller. I am so proud of the bank. I'm proud of well, not that communication. I mean, but... Okay. So, let's see what happens. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you right I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm uh, uh-huh. the, the bank teller. They did everything correctly. Right on their job, what they was the bank to do. manager. She reported. Jennifer stated that the home invaders were quote being nice, and that she believed that they only wanted money. The Cheshire Police Department responded and set up a perimeter outside the petted home without revealing their presence. This is where a lot of people say police mishandled the situation and that these lives were lost and could have been saved. Yeah, for sure. Cindy Hall, I'm well, sorry. Damn, especially if they already called the police from the damn bank. Damn. What the fuck? Like, they what was they waiting the on? They were. Busting down doors and shit. What was they waiting on? Cindy Hawk Wren, mm-hmm. Jennifer's sister, she was actually a huge voice saying that this shit was not handled correctly. Obviously. She said the police were outside the home at the time. Stephen Hayes and Jennifer pulled up from the bank. And that they were seen walking into the home together. Wow. They let them get back in the house. They let them walk on into the house. Wow. Together. Wow. After wow. coming from the bank. Damn. With the $15,000. Damn. Might add that in there. With the $15,000. <laughs> Mind blown. Emoji right now. Mind blown. Yeah. So Joshua explained when Jennifer and Steven come back from the bank that he had the bank envelopes with the money in it. He said that he did not physically see the money. And when he went to reach for the money, Steven snatched it back. Give me that money. And shoved it in a purse that he actually had stolen. (laughs) And, you know, had all the stolen items in it. So he's like, nope, that's mine. Put it in my purse. In my, in my, in my man, purse. My man purse. Oh, no, in his purse. In his purse, motherfucker. It's No, no. The purse comes back, guys. Okay, so it's, it's a purse. It's his purse. Oh, Lord. He's got a purse on him. Okay. On his that purse. Comes, that comes back. It's he's his got purse, a, guys. He's got a purse on his purse. So then... <laughs> Stephen orders Joshua to tie Jennifer up again on the love seat in the living room. And then Stephen pulls Joshua to the side and says, Now we gotta kill them and burn the house down. Joshua said, He told Stephen he wasn't killing anyone. And they had the money. And there was no problem. So they go back and forth for a few minutes. And Joshua said he wasn't killing anyone. So Stephen ended up saying, Fuck it. I'll take all three of them. Damn. Damn. What the fuck? So he's, Joshua's basically pinning it all on Steven here, I'd say. Wow. That's what it sounds like. That's fucked up. Well, that's how they usually do it, though, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Joshua said he was walking around with stockings in his hands and said that Steven was going to strangle them. Wow. So. He was a bad bitch with some stockings. Bad. <laughs> <sighs> Bad bitch was stocking. Joshua said Stephen walked back and forth around the house trying to psych himself up, psych himself into murdering these people. Mm. Then he said Stephen goes into the living room with the mom. Then he heard something in the basement. 
and realize the basement doors. So Joshua said he then jumped up and yelled, the father took off. <laughs> you also see how close my face is adjusted. I'm like, what? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dumbfounded. It's not funny, but that no, was the, the reaction that. that her face had to mine. Was I, I had to look him in the eye and say, what? <laughs> like, that's where I was at. They met, um, you know, up close actually to the basement door at the house, in the house. So they like ran both because he said the father took off and they, you know, so they both ran to the basement door together and actually... Uh, he, that's when Joshua said he could see Jennifer was laying lifeless on the floor with her pants around her ankles. Aww. So Stephen said Joshua provoked him to rape Jennifer. It was also unclear whether Stephen raped her before or after her death. Stephen yelled for Joshua to go down to check Dr. if Dr. Pettit was gone. So he ran downstairs and then he ran back upstairs and yelled, we gotta get out of here now. So Steven shoved the bag at Joshua and says, go start the car. And then he looks and he sees Steven pouring gasoline all through the kitchen, down the hallway, towards the stairs. Joshua said it smelled so much like gas that if you lit a cigarette, the whole thing would have just go boom. Damn. Then he chuckled again. Like, you sick son of a fucking bitch. He chuckled after he said the thing would go boom. Guys. It makes me sick to my stomach. So, Joshua said he followed Stephen upstairs. Mind blown that, you know, he was going to go set the girls on fire and burn them alive. He, <sighs> he then said Stephen did not pour gas in the bedrooms where the girls were actually and that he stopped at the bedroom. Mm. He said that he then went to KK's room. Like, who the fuck's KK? Why? Michaela, the 11-year-old little girl. Oh he wasn't nicknamed her KK. He motherfucking nicknamed her in the audio, police audio recording, guys. You see us KK's all like, room. wait, KK, what? Uh, uh, I'm like, damn, there's another person? No. He didn't nickname the girl, the he, little 11-year-old. The 11-year-old that he motherfucking sexually assaulted. Wow. Like, what the fuck? Damn. He said he went to her room, and there was no gas in her room. And her face was still covered. She was still in her bed. So he closed her door. Like, what? You, you know what he's gonna do. Why did you just close her door and and not let her out? Wow. So when he closed her door, he said he went back past Haley's room and she was still alive. So he shut their doors and walked back downstairs. He said it was at least five minutes since Dr. Pettit escaped. And now he's yelling at Steven. Let's go. Basically, let's go. Yeah. There has to be a police waiting on him to come out the door. Mm -hmm. You know, at the front door. I'm. They're, they got to be fucking waiting on us at this point. Yeah. So Joshua runs back to the room. I'm sorry, back to the door and turns 
you know, around, and Stephen was gone again. What the fuck? So he goes back in the house and looks through the sunroom window at the neighbor's bushes and said he could clearly see someone bent down in the bushes what? watching them. Not watching you? The police. He said he ran and said Stephen was running upstairs and again comes back running downstairs, throws another bottle of gasoline on the ground in the kitchen. And Joshua said... They were there standing in the kitchen and Steven struggles a little bit with some matches and gets one lit and throws it into the into the gas. And then he said a sea of flames go down the hallway towards the stairs. To the rooms. So Joshua runs to the car and started the car and Steven comes running out, jumps in the passenger seat. Like where the fuck are the right. police? We're, cops, where are you at? There's a sea of flames in the house they went now. To lunch. Like, are you bastards paying attention? No, they're no not. one was watching in the windows. There was no fucking person doing any type of recon to see what was going on in the house. They've been home for how long now? We'll tell you. Don't worry. No god. So that's when, you know, they get in the car, sorry. And then Steven actually jumps in the passenger seat, so Joshua was driving, guys. That's when he said an unmarked police car pulls into the driveway and blocks him in. So, Hell yeah. So they had ran out of the house, around the house, past the garage, into the driveway, got in the car before any police came. That's a lot. That is. That's, that's a, a journey. Lot. That's they a ran lot. from one of the back doors, the kitchen, guys, not the front door. That's the kitchen lot. wasn't the front door. What the fuck? Well, when nobody in the police went back to be house? What the fuck? So, that's when Steven throws the car into gas and yells, Gas it! Gas it! Sorry, he didn't throw it in the gas. He threw it in the drive, you idiots. <laughs> right. Not gas it. Not gas it. Floor it. He did say gas it, though. Oh, but man. Joshua, you know, he does it. He, Floors he, it. You know, jumps on a curb. Gets, gets stuck a little bit on the curb. Driving the car? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He's got one He's got one terrible star right now. In Grand Theft Auto. So, after, you know, he floors it a, another time, they jump off the curb. And Joshua said he looks onto the street and says he's looking around. It's all in slow motion. He said he sees cops everywhere with guns trained on his head. Uh-uh. Oh Shit, where the fuck they been all this right. time? So, he drives up the street, still just tooting on along. <laughs> tooting. <laughs> along. He said, was tooting too. He said after he drives up the street, there were two parked police cars with one officer, one officer, <laughs> Standing with a shotgun aimed at his head. He was ready. Then Joshua drives into the police cars, trying to drive through them. What the fuck? So the airbag deploys, the car stops. Then the police rush in and yell, Hands hands up, out of the car. That's my, police. That's my police voice, guys. Hands up, out of the car. Hands up. Followed by, get on the ground. <laughs> you sound like a frog. Kermit. Jeremy. So Joshua and Steven were then detained after their seven hour 
crime spree, crime spree, spran, spran, <laughs> crime span. <laughs> okay. That wasn't supposed to be funny. It was a seven-hour crime span. I just don't know words. Actually, okay. it had to be longer than that because they had already been there for six hours before they went to the bank. Remember? I'm gonna hit you with a timeline. Okay, you can add up the times. So they were arrested one block away from the home after the crash. So these motherfucking police were terrible at their job. They even got a block away from the house. They set on fire after watching them walk in the house from the bank. So that doesn't surprise me though. Damn. But damn. So they let them do all this, guys. If you if you want to reiterate all that, in your right? Mind. I can't. So. You know, after the block away from the house, that crash, the home is in flames. Guys, think about that. The home's in flames. So both 17-year-old Haley and 11-year-old Michaela, they died in the house fire. They died, actually, they didn't die due to the fire. They died due to smoke inhalation. Oh, same difference. I hate that. Like, oh my God. Haley managed to actually escape from her room, but... The heavy smoke overtook her. So she got out of her room and out of like her oh my ties God. and got out of her room and then passed in, in the hallway. Right. And burnt up. Later, emergency responders found Haley's body at the top of the stairs, like I said. And Michaela was still bound to her bed. Oh my God. Poor baby. The sole survivor. Dr. William Pettit Jr. He managed to free himself from his restraints and escape, and he ran to a neighbor's house with his ankles still bound together. So when the neighbor opened the door, he didn't recognize Dr. Pettit because he had been beaten so fucking badly, guys. The The men alerted the nearby police officers because, again... The police had been on scene since Joshua saw them through the window. At least Joshua fucking saw them. So they were there. Duh. Mm -hmm. Even with, you know, all this time, the responders on scene, they were not able to save Haley or Michaela. And obviously their mom, Jennifer. The police had been notified of the ongoing incident at the residence almost an hour earlier when Jennifer told the bank teller. Wow. Shortly after that call was made, police were dispatched to the Pettit home, like I said, but they were instructed by their superiors not to enter or to attempt to speak to Stephen Hayes when they arrived back at the home, meaning he was there when Stephen and Jennifer pulled up. What the fuck? The police. The officers were not allowed to try and contact anyone inside the home during this extended period of time Mm -mm. while they were there to finish out their fucking plans. The police were directed just to simply set up a perimeter and monitor the situation. How the fuck do you monitor a situation without monitoring the situation? situation? <laughs> like you're literally I'm doing the opposite lost. of what you're, you're saying me. you're going to do. Tell How me. are you monitoring a situation without fucking They're monitoring not. it? They're fucking not. Make this shit make sense, Cheshire police. Like you you need to come up with some Where better fucking shit. Connected, connected. 
I can say Connecticut. Would you say? Would you say? Don't play with me. I can say Connecticut. I said Connecticut. (laughs) I like that version. So keep going. Keep going. So both. You cut me off to say keep going, and I was talking to keep going. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So both what, bro? So both here jerks here. Stephen Hayes and Joshua Karma. Oh, I'm getting bad here at his name. Karma Sarjewski. Okay. <clears throat> they both confessed. And throughout Stephen's interrogation, the detectives claimed he smelled like gas. So Stephen just in there smelling like a fucking gas can hmm. the whole time while he's being questioned about what just happened. Right. Why well, he poured gas everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So he's but both boss. Stephen and Joshua both blamed each other. As the mastermind of driving, you know, the force behind the crimes. Both Joshua and Steven denied being responsible for setting the fire. So, how do neither one of you guys say you set the fucking fire? Somebody did. Somebody fucking did it. Right, somebody had to. Well, it don't matter because both of them going to be charged with murder. Boom. Because. Mm. Somebody knows. Yeah. Mm. It don't matter if he's there or not. You in there. You there and you knew about it. You in there. You getting the fucking same charge. Right. Same as, charge. As one shit. Sometimes more than the motherfucker who really did that shit because they done pleaded out. Mm-hmm. So that motherfucker still got a chance to plead out that he didn't do it, that the other motherfucker did it. And it'll be tossed on the other, other boy because they both in there telling two different things. And the police said, well, you tell me blah, blah, blah. You can get less time than this dude in the other room. Hell yeah. Whoever tells the business first gets the less charge. Everybody mm. knows that. Mm. 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 You know, I watched too many first 48. Too many. You ain't wrong. Mm-hmm. I know I ain't. Shit. I watch enough of that for everybody. Shit, me. <laughs> everybody. For everybody in here getting tipsy. So, but like I said, both of them denied being responsible for setting the fire. With each, you know, saying each other struck the match that started the blaze. Like, was there one match or was there two matches? Like, I don't fucking understand. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But you know, both were ultimately charged with arson and the subsequent deaths. But only Joshua was actually convicted of felony arson. So the one smell like gas. No, Stephen's the one that smelled like gas. Oh, well, damn. But Joshua is the one that said Stephen struck the match. Stephen ran up and down the house with the gas, but Stephen smelled like gas. So I don't know. Uh-uh. Make it make sense. I know. But after this, Joshua even had the caucasity. I mean, audacity. <laughs> <laughs> I like your wordplay there. Me too, bro. Caucasity. To blame Dr. Pettit for the murders. I told you that motherfucker had something to do with He it. had the audacity to blame him I for the murders. I told you that motherfucker had so I knew it. Either. I knew it. He had to I knew it. Girl. It was him. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I already it. said it. He wasn't convicted. It. But it was a fucked up, fucked up situation. Because so if, he he didn't, if he didn't, if he didn't, that's fucked up. It's a fucked up way. But if you did, you 
You dirty motherfucker, you're gonna ride that some fucked up shit. All of them are. The fucked up shit. No. All of them are though. But I don't honestly think that happened. That's the way it went, honestly. I don't think that's the way it went. I mean, you know, you look at the circumstances, you wanna go here, you wanna go there, but I don't think personally that is what happened. I think the motherfucker was just pointing fingers, is what I think. Mm No, I don't think he did. Honestly, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with my listeners. I don't think he did. I don't think he was in it. If I thought he was, I would say. You know, I'm not scared. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead then. Same. I don't. I don't think so either. I don't think he was. I mean, but it. Everybody can have your own opinion. I'm. That's why I'm saying I'm not here to just to change your opinion. I just want you to hear the. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, uh, do you want to hear your ads here? We definitely can add some ads into here for you. Just hit us up. Killersallaroundus at gmail.com. We can work some things out. We have a 30 second slot up to a minute. Hit us up. Woo woo. In a diary entry, because Joshua was keeping a diary, he called Dr. Pettit a coward and claimed he could have saved his family if he wanted to. See, I don't I don't know. I can see that, but I can see the only the other thing here, because you know, I'm thinking like I'm pretty sure the reason that they're dead is because Joshua and Steven. Mm-hmm. I mean well, yeah. Dr. Pettit really was there in being beat. So I mean he was a beaten head. There really wasn't much he could do, and Which he was tied. His feet are still tied, and he barely got out himself. They literally set the house on fire within minutes after he ran out. He barely made it out himself. So could he have helped? Not really, but maybe. But not really, but maybe. Who am I? I know, right? I don't know, but I feel like, like I said. I kind of would give Joshua a fuck you for that. Cause, oh, literally. Because, I mean, you. you're the reason that they're fucking dead, bro. Like, yeah, you dumbass yeah. bitch. You did yeah, it. Literally. Like, whenever you're done with whatever you're saying, Joshua, Steven, you fuck faces did it. I right. can't. So, regardless of what he could have done, what he should have done, what blah, blah, blah you think, this is the what happened. You were there. You broke in. None of this would have happened if you You wouldn't have done do that. It. Exactly. It's on if him. Y'all, if y'all weren't sick psychopaths. That's correct. Literally. Y'all. y'all. Aren't sick fucking psychopaths. And you right. stared at him for fucking 15 to 20 minutes before you even creep. You, you know that was wrong. You fucking that's, that's the part that Me you knew was, was wrong. That you had to sit there and think about doing this. I don't even know if minutes. that's what he thought about. I think he was just standing there dazed. Because he's a psychopath. Whole, yeah. He, wait till you hear a little bit more about him. Because I'm going to go into them a little more too. Wait till you hear about okay. him a little more. But they had separate trials, Joshua and Steven here. Because I'm assuming because neither one of them wanted to take the blame. They kept blaming it on each other. So they couldn't obviously have a trial together here. Right. right. So during the Stephen Hayes trial, after his attorney, you know, basically bullshitted about how 
he was only going to rob them, and Joshua escalated the crimes to murder. The jury deliberated about four hours and came back with a clear fucking guilty verdict, because you did it. Right. During the sentence, Stephen's attorney pleaded to the jury to give him a life sentence without parole instead of death, because Connecticut's a death penalty It is. I wonder. At that time. Connecticut was a death penalty state. So, you know, during the sentence, he pleaded, basically, this was all, like I said, in 2007, you could get the death penalty, die. You could could get murdered by the state. Yeah. I mean... In 2007, you said? Yeah. Yeah. But... Oh, shit, Roe versus Wade. Yeah, we're... 2022. We're gonna... Anyway. That's another topic. (laughs) Anyway. So... Like I said, he pleaded with, you know, everybody, the the jury, blah, blah, blah. Not the jury, the jury. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that it's a fate worse than death. If if you want to end his misery, put him to death. But if you want him to suffer and carry that burden forever, the guilt, the shame, the humiliation, send him to a life without possibility of release. Yeah, fuck that. The jury returned two days later on November 8th, 2010, with a recommendation of the death sentence. Put him to death. So he got the death sentence on each of the six capital felony charges. Yeah. And after receiving the jury's recommendation, like I was saying, you know, he was happy and thrilled all along with the verdict. On December 2nd, 2010, Stephen goes through and apologizes for the pain and suffering that he caused the pet family. Fuck him. He ain't apologize for shit. He's a bitch is what he is. <laughs> so, he basically stated, quote, death to me will be a welcome relief, and I hope it will bring some peace and comfort to those I've hurt. <laughs> Judge John Blue didn't take his words very far because he imposed six death sentences and added 106 years for the other crimes committed during the seven-hour home invasion, including kidnapping, burglary, and assault. You know how I feel. Like, I feel like he deserves to die. So he got six death penalties. Six death penalties plus 106 years. Damn, motherfucker. But at the same time, I feel like you deserve deserve to suffer and suffer. Keep going, bro. Because I already know the daddy has something to do with it. So, like I said, you know, the 106 years that six death sentences. But Judge Blue said while imposing the sentence, this is a terrible sentence, but. It is, in truth, a sentence you wrote for yourself in flames. May God have mercy on your soul. Have mercy on your soul. The judge gave Stephen Hayes an execution date of May 27, 2011. So did he die? We're not, also. We're not there yet. Okay. So in Joshua Karmasarjewski's case in trial. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a name. <laughs> and I'm smashing it, ain't I? Every time. And during his trial, he was obviously found guilty too, guys. Duh. Yep. So on December 9th, 2011, the jury recommended the death penalty 
Fuck so, him. So, on January 27, 2012, he was sentenced to the death penalty by lethal injection. Yes. During the hearing, Joshua insisted that he did not intend to kill anyone and spoke about the shame and hurt and disappointment he had caused. It's very true. He should feel ashamed. Whether it's true or not, he should feel ashamed. Dang. The the judge set his execution date for July 20th, 2012. So literally six months after. But, you know, both were convicted of capital felony murder and sexual assault and sent to death row. Mm -hmm. For the first time in the state's history, the Connecticut State Judicial Branch and the Connecticut State... Sorry, I said that twice. But the Connecticut State Judicial Branch offered post-traumatic stress assistance to the jurors who served for the two months on the triple murder trial. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Shit. They was going crazy. They were required to look at disturbing images. Man. Hear about grisly testimonies. While Haley's autopsy photos were shown to the jury. Oh, my God. The family left the courtroom, which Damn. obviously I understand. Yeah. Right. You don't so, see that. On the projector, there were photos of her damaged larynx, an extensive amount of soot in her lungs and throat. Who was that? Soot. Oh, mama. Haley. Haley. Soot. Soot from the fire. The mm. fire. Okay, okay. Oh, like you would get off of a yeah, yeah, fireplace. Yeah, I got you now. I got you. Well, if you go in a burning Like that black after, tar After shit. that burned up, it's still in there. That ash, that smoky scum looking stuff. Because when, and you're breathing. Yeah, and it's a hell of a thing. See, I went in there and started choking and coughing. Yeah. It's so it, thick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's real. Uh, and when we went out and blew our nose, that shit came out. Yeah, it's a, it's a bitch, man. I'll tell you what. That still ain't no joke. So, the medical examiner, Shaw, she said Haley had 53% of the oxygen carrying capacity of her blood, it was filled with carbon monoxide. Mm. She noted that any level above 30% up to 50% is usually fatal. She had 53%. So Shaw stated that someone, you know, taking in carbon monoxide would experience nausea, vomiting, disorientation, and confusion. And the burns cannot you know, be determined if they happen pre or post mortem. So they don't mm-hmm. really know but she had smoke in her lungs, so that's why they assumed she died from smoke inhalation yeah, and yeah. not the fire. Mm-hmm. In two thousand nine, guys, the Connecticut General Assembly sent legislation to abolish the state's death penalty. That was Actually, before their trials. That I was about to say, this is like quite a bit of fast forward. So, right. the governor, Jody Rail, signed into law. However, you know, on June 5th, Rail vetoed the bill instead of, and cited actually the Cheshire murders and, you know, an exemplary reason for doing so. On November 8th, Rail issued a statement regarding the jury's recommendation of the death sentence. For Hayes and basically said that the crimes were so far out of range and of the normal understanding and 
certain crimes are so heinous and so deprived that society is best served by imposing the ultimate sanction on the criminal. Yes. So. Fuck him. That governor was in for the death penalty, yeah. guys. They wanted them right. just to, right. to die. Yeah. And Stephen that's what Hayes. they needed. I, that's why I'm like torn. Like, I feel like they do deserve to die, but right. they also deserve to suffer. Right. At the same I, damn time. I agree. Stephen Hayes, he, like I said, stands convicted of the such crimes. And today the jury recommended that he should be subject to the, to the death penalty. So I'm sorry. I said Stephen, didn't I? I meant, uh, I meant Joshua. Josh. Karma yeah. Sarjewski. I couldn't remember his first name. It's okay. Switch but I, I got his last name, Karma Sarjewski, because he's a bitch. That's a crazy last name. But... He, you know, stayed convicted of the crimes, and the jury recommended that he gets the death penalty. Um, so on 11, sorry, no, fucking up now, it's been a while here. Uh -huh. I've been fucking talking for a minute. November? No. No. April 11th. <laughs> on April 11, 2010, the Connecticut House of Representatives voted to re repeal capital punishment for future cases leaving past death sentences in place. Mm -hmm. So, the Connecticut Senate had already voted for the bill, and on April 25th, the governor, Dan Malloy, at the time, signed into the bill, into law, and mm -hmm. in August of 2015, the Supreme Court declared all capital punishment inconsistent with the state's constitution. That So, that effectively commuted all the death sentences yeah. cases uh -huh. to life in prison yeah so they unfortunately kind of i guess in my opinion they did not get the death penalty they got no. life now in prison it yeah. was changed Damn. in august of 2015 because they got tired of killing everybody i, I guess downgraded downgraded uh -huh. actually they were letting a lot of people out of prison for petty charges which they shouldn't have and their murders they let him go. You feel me? Like, they don't even know they killed nobody. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. They ain't letting all the murderers out. Right. Yeah, they don't care. No. It's really fucked up, though. It is. So. The system is like that. No, no, yeah, no. They definitely don't give a fuck about mm -hmm. citizens in... Canada! Canada. <laughs> but no, hold on. Canada. I, <laughs> I don't know, because mm. their life in prison is like 40 years. Yes. I mean, that's so, fine. You're not going to do it. That's not life. That's not life. But for me, it would you, be. You can't, murder, you, you can't murder 50 people and say you only get 40 years and you get to parole. For Fuck 50 that. 50 year old motherfuckers, it is a life sentence. Mm, yeah. 40 years is a long time. Basically, so right? if you was sentenced at 20, 40 years, you're 60, you can get out and do the same shit. You right. Really, I said Weasley. But 60 years old, right. getting out of prison? I think How's so. that work? Not it. Not doing it. This so, story is crazy. Yeah, it is. So, you know, guys, I do want to let you know some good things to memorialize this fucking tragedy that happened. In 2007, an employee of Chase Collegiate School, his name was John Carpenter, he ran the New York City Marathon, raising $8,554 for the Miles for Michaela campaign. 
Okay, that's it, good. It's a scholarship benefit. So yeah, yeah definitely. In their name. In her name, yeah. Right, right, right. McKenna was the youngest one. Mm -hmm. Did all kind of something for her. Yeah. Also, in 2007, William Pettit established the Michaela Rose Pettit 14 Scholarship Fund of the Chase Collegiate School. Is that hard to read for me? Where's our hearts all the time? You know, I say that all the time. Reading is hard sometimes. And we're almost at the end. But yeah. Keep going, Daddy. No, Keep but going, yeah. Daddy. Fuck we're almost there. Fuck it. Woof. But we're happy that they can put it in their name, though. Right. Yeah. Recognition. Right. He also established Haley's Hope and Michaela's Miracle, the Multiple yeah. Sclerosis Memorial Fund. Like I said, on June, January 6, 2008, over 130,000 candles were lit in front of thousands of homes across the Cheshire across Cheshire, Cheshire. in Cheshire like <laughs> Cope is what it's called. That's uh, such a hard word. Sh Cheshire. 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 Like the Cheshire cat. Damn. Cheshire. Okay, go ahead. Cheshire, man. Connecticut. Keep on hitting us with it. Keep yeah, on okay. I can take anything right about now. Oh, gosh. Not anything. Mm -hmm. but, like I said, the Cheshire Lights of Hope is a fundraiser for multiple sclerosis and a tribute to the Pettit family. Founded by a local couple, the event raised over $100,000 for Haley's Hope and Michaela's Miracle. Man, oh. I feel like shit for, like, fucking around with the Cheshire... <laughs> They were doing great things. Um, I I wish I wasn't just bullshitting around my bad. Go ahead, Justin. I'm dying. Because <laughs> what? Okay, see you holding your forehead. What are you talking about? It wasn't going to help them, I need it. Guys, so back to things during the situation here. Because I know you guys got a little questions. I'm sure a little bit of unanswered shit. Lots of people believe, like I said, the police just mishandled the fucking situation. Always. Gen Jennifer Hawk Pettit, uh, sister, she's been very vocal about specifics in mishandlings. Cynthia Hawk Rennett. No, sorry, mm -hmm. I fucked her name up. Cynthia Hawk Wren. That's, Gen <laughs> that's Jennifer's sister, not whatever I said first. Everybody's got a sour face because that fucking fireball right now. Damn. Cynthia, what? Cynthia, Cynthia, come on. Cynthia, she's a really good dancer. Cynthia. She doesn't like this. Cynthia. <laughs> that don't never miss. <laughs> you guys. Oh my God. I know people from our generation know what we're talking about. I swear, I put a hoodie on today and I put my, my hood up and I have like my hair scrunched in quotes, like trying to make it curly. And, and he's, uh, it literally looked like Cynthia from the Rugrats. I look at her hair and immediately say, Hey, Arnold. What did you say to me, Justin? I immediately look at her hair and say, I hate that for you. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys. Oh, my God. I, I said, hey, Arnold. I hate that for you. I definitely look like hey, Arnold. I mean, so if, if you want a good God honest opinion you, about, uh, does my butt look big in this? Yes. I'd be like, thank you. Thank you. That's what I was going for. That's what I hoped you would say. Hoped you'd say.
Cynthia. She's a really, really good, good dancer. dancer. Cynthia. Come on, Cynthia. Move it to the groove now. <laughs> People from our age. You didn't think I knew, okay. the, knew the last part I knew you knew. Okay, okay, go. Finish. If you know what we're talking about, I you the goat. <laughs> Do you have a badass company that you're really wanting us to promote because we're a badass podcast? Well, guess what? We can make some shit shake. So we've got 30 second slots up to a minute um, and we would love to help you out um, and get your word out there. So just hit us up. Killers all around us at gmail.com and we'll work that shit out. Love you guys. Bye bye. Cynthia, Jennifer's sister, she said that her sister could have obviously been saved. I think so, too. I'm with All you. of them. I'm with you, motherfucking Cynthia. I'm pissed about it, These really? police was trash yes. on this scene. They was on fucking bullshit. Right. Why didn't they come in when they went, came back from the bank? They should have been them gun them people. Alice. All they should, have, they should have never let Steven and Jennifer back into the house. No. At all. Why would you let two suspects go back yeah. into that? I At mean, there, there was one suspect in the house when you pulled Already. up. You could have, you could have immediately bum rushed that scene and stopped it, and then waited for him to come back and grab Not his ass there. too. Before they and, went back and, in the house, or maybe I'm a retard. No, that's literally how I see it too. Police, okay. police. I just, I just don't know. We need better answers here, Maybe. but. Like I said, she said they could have been saved from dying with her two daughters, obviously. Right. right. If the Cheshire police would have acted more swiftly that day. Well, yes. Cynthia had an email actually sent to her from an unknown source that detailed a timeline of events that took place that day. (laughs) The source said that an officer watched the Pettit car arrive in the driveway, as we've said. Mm-hmm. Right. And two people exited the vehicle, as we've said, and go into the home after returning to the bank, as we've said. Right. She, she stated, I was very upset to know that the police would have just watched them move watched them. from the car into the house and not stop them and said, put your hands up. Right. Nothing. Fucked up. Come on, guys. Nothing. Literally. If you had stopped them, this may what? not have occurred. Right. Because... They did all this after y'all were watching. Mm. So, she stated the timeline was an exact timeline of all the events that occurred very early on, including all the dispatch calls from one officer to another. She insisted the timeline that was sent to her was different than the timeline released to the public. Mm. She referred to that timeline that was released to the public as, quote, redacted. What does that mean? Like edited, like the police uh, blacked uh, out this to blacked yeah. out that part okay, and yeah, only yeah, release yeah. what yeah, they yeah, want yeah. to release. I know. Redacted. I've seen. I've, I've definitely seen, seen a few before. redacted. If you yeah. want to go back to the Kendrick case, it's a few redacted yeah. in there that I've are seen, some bullshit. I've seen autopsy reports before with in redacted life. in real life that have blacked out. That's yeah. that's redacted. They that means they, they don't. Had them blocked out, that blocked means down. they don't want you to read what okay. actually happened here right. to here. Right. This was only for these eyes, right? Not you, not, not, not everyone not everybody else. But it should be though. React, redactive, reactive. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it don't matter whatever it's called. 
show your motherfucking proof, bro. You know he killed them people. What the fuck? So, she recalled that, you know, when she read the timeline, quote, I thought to myself that they were at my sister's home for about 45 minutes before the reported perpetrators were leaving the scene. It seemed like an ungodly amount of time. 45 minutes to let them just go in there and do whatever they were doing. That is an ungodly amount of time in this type of scenario. 45 minutes? That's That's time enough to do so much fucking damage, guys. So much. Apparently. They burnt them up. Clearly. And set them up, poured the gas around. How long do you think it takes you to pour gas around here? And we just got a one level. Imagine upstairs and downstairs pouring gasoline all over the shit. So much. It's a lot. And they motherfucking... You know, had to go, and he strangled the mom. He raped the mom. The that's so like, fucked. The, there was so much time. Yeah, he did a lot. So, like I said, an ungodly amount of time. Officials right. still refuse to answer questions about the emergency response. And obviously, unlike other communities <laughs> where notorious killings have occurred, they apparently. There has been no formal review of the police department's actions. So, for some reason, no one's ever looked into this mm. and what the police did that day. Or didn't do. Or, obviously, they didn't do that day, like she said. Right. Apparently, you know, questions, you know, from the, about the police response, they, you know, came up again, obviously. There was... An HBO documentary aired on the killings. Mm-hmm. The Hartford. Huh? I thought I'd seen that somewhere about this here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be an HBO queen, remember? Uh, I'm going to go back here and okay, go ahead rem- and remember this, listeners. Yes. So, on the HBO documentary that aired on the killings, the Hartford Current, it's a newspaper. They reported about audio recordings of the police dispatch and phone calls um, that they recently obtained. The recordings show that a town hostage negotiator was told not to report to the Pettit's home, mm. and that police were, af- and that a police official initially had doubts about whether the family was in danger. Mm. So they question whether any of this was true cool. in that 45 minutes versus doing something and then assessing from there. Right. right. What the fuck? Police were called at about 9.20 on the day of the killings. A.M. 9.20 a.m. on the day of the killings. And they were already at the bank. When the bank manager, like she said, called the police to say, Jennifer had told a teller that her family was being held hostage at their home and gave them the fucking address. Damn. What the fuck? But you know, they already got the address because they're the bank. They, but she gave the police the address. Oh. So police went to her home within several minutes of the call. Set up that perimeter. Stephen Hayes and the other killer, Joshua Karmasarjewski, 
fled the home I about. I love his last name. I hate it. I hate Wait, it. It's, why been, do you it's, it's been motherfucking 17 syllables. Why do you feel like you have to say Thomas it every Sargeski. time? Five syllables. Is there another Jeff in this story? Joshua. I meant Joshua. See, if I say Jeff, you wouldn't know who I'm talking about because that's not his name. Is there another Joshua, Joshua. in this story? <laughs> right now. So but stop saying. Thomas Sarchevsky. That's a lot. So, like I said, Stephen Hayes, Joshua. K, maybe I said Joshua K. Mm -hmm. They fled the home about 10 a.m. So 40 fucking minutes after the perimeter was set up. And the police were watching the house. Dr. Pettit Jr. Sorry, Dr. William Pettit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Dr. William Pettit Jr. has his full name. The lone survivor of the home invasion appears in the film saying that it just makes me want to cry when he reflects on how his family suffered that day. He did not discuss the police department's handlings of the crime, which ended in the deaths of his wife and two daughters. But Cynthia Hawkrin told the two filming the HBO documentary, there were off-record reports that the police were outside the petted house Heard screaming inside where the two girls were tied to the beds. So they heard that shit? They, they never heard went in. screaming. Oh my god. Can you imagine being that child and screaming? Can no. you like, imagine being burnt alive? And no one helping fuck? you? It's just terrible. And they right outside. It, and they were fuck? they were listening to everything going on. Oh my right, god. They were just right. like, oh, it's fine. Right here. They right here. So the, the police door. the police are just sitting here listening to, you know, the two girls being doused with gasoline and set on fire. Their mother being raped, strangled in yeah, the living they raped room. Raped mama too. Yes. Damn. Raped and strangled her. So, yeah, um, this is where we're going to have to pause again because it's, it, it's gotten a little dark there and we need to take a break. Yeah, this Pettit family, this this shit is crazy. I mean, God. I do, you know, have a wholehearted, you know, sorry to everyone involved in the in the case and the family. Well, not Stephen and Joshua, but the family. Chargesky. Yeah, they're pieces of shit. Like... R.I.P. to the victims. They deserve all that shit. But we got more, right? Oh, yeah. There's another part after yeah, this. Yeah, there's more. There's so much more. Um, so, yeah, you guys make sure you tune in to the next part, part three. Um, this is a comma crime podcast hosted by husband and wife duo Justin and Katie Daniels. This is a true crime podcast that has our spin on the case and suspects. We're saying everything in respect of the victims and their families. This is our lighthearted way of bringing you the case with as much accuracy as we can research. You can hit us up with case suggestions. Just make sure to add a uh, case suggestion in the subject line. Um, our Gmail is killers all around us at gmail.com. Our Facebook is killers dash all around dash us, a true crime podcast. Twitter at around killer. 
around killers, killers all around us, our Instagram at killers all around us, and then our website, killers all around us, a true crime podcast.wordpress.com. And that was featuring our daughter. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.